And welcome back to Marriage of the Messy, the Marvelous, the Miraculous. I am your co-host, DJ, and with me is my lovely bride of over 26 years, Nicole. And today I'm going to let Nicole be in the driver's seat a little bit more often than she is. <laughs> Our podcast title today is Rules of Engagement, and I'm going to turn it over to Nicole, let her run this one from... <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, first and foremost, I can't say that where we even got where I even got this uh I have it on my list of things that we had the one of the things that we had found out earlier on was that we needed to write out a list of possible subjects mm-hmm. to speak on so that you always have a whole list to, to pull from if you have to yes uh, that you don't have to come up with new ideas every week now so far it's kind of flown flowed pretty well easily with just coming up with ideas and the Lord laid them on your heart. And this was one that was on my list. And honestly, I wrote this out back in October of 2020. And so it's been a couple of months and I'm not exactly sure where I got these. The last one I did bring up on this 2020 one. or 2022? 2022. I'm sorry. 2022. <laughs> I forget some numbers sometimes, you know, that's okay. So, uh, this was rules of engagement. And what it is, is it's all about when you have arguments to keep these kind of thoughts. Now, some of it might have come from MOPS class. Uh, MOPS stands for? Mother of Preschoolers. I do not have preschoolers, but it is a wonderful program for mothers with preschoolers that can come in and do Bible studies. Sometimes they have crafts. Sometimes they have snacks. Just depending on the program that you're involved with at your local church usually is where they're at. They usually have some sort of video type of a devotional. And the preschoolers get to play together and the mamas get to talk. And even though I am out of that season, I do remember those days. And I remember I did not personally participate in mops when I had preschoolers. I had other events that were very similar. Right. Uh, it filled that spot. But as an older, you know, veteran of preschoolers, I guess. <laughs> I have been asked to participate at our church. Unfortunately, since we've been on the road, I've not been able to get involved. Right. But they have some wonderful devotions. So I'm not sure if it's Mops. I'm not sure if it's Steve and Debbie from... Marriage Matters Now. Marriage, yep. Uh, might be some books that I've read. I'm not really sure. You even said that it sounded like s- some of the questions or statements. Some were. of the t- topics from... Uh, there's a book called uh, Love and Respect uh, by, I think it's Dr. Etheridge, yeah. uh, that discusses some of these things so exactly and, and i think the precedent and the prominence is that men and women are different mm-hmm. our mindsets are different god made us that way and it's guys can argue with each other one way and y'all sound mean half the time to me yep and then we'll just go out to dinner afterwards or yeah y'all are fine business. y'all rolling with it i'm like oh i would so ho- hate a woman who talked to me like that she would be on my bad list for like years yes <laughs> So, yeah, it's different. And then plus, it's your background, what you grew up with, you know, what is acceptable in your household versus someone else's household. It might even be one of those scenarios you grew up with, you know, this kind of background, and you're like, I don't want to be that way. Correct. And so you go quite opposite to kind of balance it out for you. So... um, it's one of those things I, I just, and I'm not saying that every one of these rules is something that we don't do or do, but this is something, I, I'm going to be honest here. I When people say you're, you don't know if you've had a good relationship, you know when that relationship's solid, when you have a good 
knockout dragout. And we were just discussing this. I don't feel like we've ever had like a knockout dragout. I'm going to. I'm thinking of leaving you, well, or murdering you, because you know, whichever you want to do. <laughs> Force is not an option. Murder is under consideration, but that's still one of the Ten Commandments. They thou shall not. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the you know we've had arguments, but I think we resolved. I think we may always made a point to resolve them within a short period of time. Or we was, gave up. One yes. of us gave up, and I'm going to say that that was one of the things I think that we've always. One of us were just like, "Fine, I'm not willing to die on this hill. You win." Right. Uh, I don't know if that was great in every one of those situations i can't think of specifics right now but i know there probably were times that we were just fine and so i think some of these things we have broken (laughs) right we're not perfect and just as the continuous disclaimer is none of us are trained as professional counselors none of us are have degrees in psychology or therapy Mm -hmm. it's this is our experience this is our experience and take with from it what what you want uh, get a good laugh out of it or mm-hmm. pray for us. <laughs> Whichever you feel appropriate. Whatever you feel is appropriate at that point in time. So. Yes. Okay, so number one of rules of engagement is do not bring up past hurts and arguments. Um, I'm going to segue into if you still have some you know issues that you feel like are not resolved, maybe not bring it up in that exact time period, but you need to, set aside a time to discuss that. If it's not resolved, it can eat at you. Yes. And it can get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the devil is going to use whatever he can get hold of to destroy your, you know, your, your marriage. So if you have, but, but in that moment, you need to pick one argument and stick with it. Right. Um, kind of was trying to find some Bible verses that went into it. Uh, the one that says, do not, Remember the past events. Pay no attention to things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness. And that's Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. And I found this wonderful uh, commentary on this at a website called JesusFreakHideout.com, which I love the name. Uh, devotions by J.M. Farrow, and it's Don't Dwell on the Past. And it says, Why is the Lord against us dwelling on the past? Because doing so can cause us to get stuck where we are. When our focus is on the past, it is easy for us to feel sorry for ourselves or to focus on our regrets or to think about our best days are behind us. Worst of all, dwelling in our past can make us feel unthankful for all the blessings in our lives, especially the blessings we have in the present. So I can be really, really mad at you and still recognize that you're, you're, we're a fit, as one of my friends calls it. Y'all are just such a great fit. You're the best for me. Right. But I can still, like, yeah. You, you, you know, because we've lived long enough together that we know kind of what we can and can't do, and sometimes we do it anyway just to get our point across. Um, but that was one of the ones that really... That's one of my, be- my my pet peeves personally is, oh, it was so great in the good old days. And I feel like it makes you so ungrateful at the moment. And it gives you, and it, it makes you bitter. It makes that grow in your relationship. And that goes into uh, Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger 
I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing, uh, and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Love does not keep record of wrongs according to 1 Corinthians 13.5. So for me, if you have issues you need to resolve, you know, past issues that you need to resolve, go back to that after the argument. Uh, number two, no absolutes. So that would be examples of you always or you never. Yeah, that one gets tossed out a lot. Yeah, it's very easy to fall into that because in the moment you feel like they don't or they always. It may be a more f- frequent mm-hmm. you know, resort to moment, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's always or all never. Yeah. You never do this or you always do that. may not, it may be the most frequent thing that does to press a button to aggravate you, anger you, whatever. Yeah. Versus it's not that, like you said, it's not an absolute. Well, because no one is ever that consistent. Right. No, there's no human being that's going to always do anything or never do anything. Right. Something. Um, so that's one of the things that you're not supposed to use. Uh, number three, don't be mean. No name calling, pushing buttons. Now, we've discussed this one a little bit beforehand, too. We don't necessarily call each other names. I, I don't recall us ever calling each other names, uh, be it bad words, be it ugly words. We just don't do that. Uh, it's not a natural thing for us to do. Um, and But pushing buttons is more easy without even thinking about it because it's easier to fall off the tongue for me, you know. It's kind of like I told, said, you know, the one that I use, I think, and I don't use it all the time, but the one where I refer that you're acting like your mother. You know, it's one of those things that, that I know it pushes a button, but I'm like, but it's so true in this moment. He's doing just exactly what she <laughs> So it's like that, mm, you know. Uh, so that one's hard also. Um, and, and that goes back to Matthew seven twelve. Do to others what you would have done to you. Yeah. And and if you don't want it used against you, if you don't want the buttons pushed, if you don't want to be called bad names, don't do that to your spouse, especially to someone you confess to love. Right. It's it's just not. And you made a vow to, and Mm -hmm. especially in the quote unquote church wedding, you get your, there's some kind of vow exchange. Yes. And God was there. God knows it. It's not just marriage is not a, in his eyes, more than just a legal document. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have a biblical marriage, uh, I've heard of some non-biblical marriages say, one of the vows is, I will love you until I don't, you know, until we fall out of love. And that's not a biblical vow at all. That's it not is, what God set marriage up yeah, for. Yeah, it is for better or for worse, for sickness and health. It's for riches and poor. All of those things I think are very important. Um, number four. Now, this is a hard one for me because I will do this one very easily. Uh, don't apologize to end the discussion. I do it too, just to kind of end it. <laughs> yeah. Now, we were just discussing beforehand. We were like, but if it's one of those situations where, you know what, this really is not a hill I wish to die on, it really doesn't matter to me that much, it's okay. To, I would think it would be better to say that than just to apologize and say, I refuse, you know, I apologize. 
Yeah, versus, you know, the, there's the apology. The, it could be an empty apology, too, just to end the discussion, mm, just as, yeah. an escape, as a route of escape to mm-hmm. get out of the conversation, to, to, to dis, you know, disarm the, the, the disagreement or whatever. Yes. It's, it could be construed as a cop-out or, you know, it could be a very heartfelt, this ain't worth dying on. This yeah, ain't yeah. worth dying on. And I think you need to be conscious of, of expressing that and saying, listen, you know, this means a lot to you. I understand that. Right. Uh, I will strive not to do that because we had something similar, you know, back with the wandering agents conversation. Um, that's one of those things. It's like, okay, I understand. It's, you know, not as big of a deal to me as it is to you. And if that's what works for you, you have to give and take. Yes. And if there's things that you're like, you know what, this does not mean as much to me as they do. It means to them. Because out of love, you do things like that. Right. Number five, don't manipulate. For example, I'm just a bad spouse or parent. (laughs) That's an escape mechanism to end the conversation. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's like, all right, you win. Yeah, all right, I stink at this. All right, fine. You (laughs) own I just want to go on about my day or I'm just... And you use this... You have used this one oh, in the I've past very prominently to the point where I don't even know why it bothers me so much. And I just tell you, I said, listen, you can't do that anymore. It's just... Mm. <laughs> it just knocks me off the... <laughs> it makes it's me like, mad. It's like a forfeit. Oh, yeah, a forfeit for peace. And it's like, you didn't win the argument on your own. You just... I forfeited. <laughs> well, no, for me, this, for the person that gets it, though... What they get is is feel sorry for me, and so I end up apologizing for you to you because I'm like, no, you're not a bad parent, you're not a bad husband. It's just this situation, and it makes me mad because I feel like you don't even really believe it. You just want me to. I'm mad, and then I end up apologizing. That that just. Mm, Burns me up. I'll be honest. You know, I'm the one that's mad, and I'm the one that ends up apologizing. That's not right. You know, so yeah, that one's one. And I don't even go there because I'm like, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> See, folks, we don't have the perfect marriage. So. <laughs> no, no. Uh, number six, be willing to go back and apologize. Uh, oh, back for four and five, don't apologize to end the discussion and don't manipulate. Uh, Leviticus twenty five seventeen. I did find that seemed to go with it. Uh, you are not to take advantage of each other, but fear your God. I am Yahweh, your God. So I feel like that is taking advantage of either, you know. I mean, I would apologize very easily just to make it quiet and have peace again. Um so I, I don't say that you did everything wrong on those last two. It's just, you know, right. it's one of those things. It does take advantage of the other person when you use those tactics. Right. And so we have to be conscious of not doing that, even if we are, like, striving for peace. Uh, be willing to go back and apologize. Um, that one. If it's truly meant to be. Yes, yes. If there's something, and, and the example, I don't mind saying it. Um, I remember our last argument was about um, you texting me an article while we're both laying in bed. You don't say anything about it and just send me the text. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm laying like right beside you and you don't say anything. And it's like, it took me a while to realize it was a trigger back 
oh my goodness, 25 years ago, because I told you about it, what, what was bothering me about it was my, my first boyfriend, one, one and only boyfriend besides DJ, broke up with me. We were at the community college. We were sitting in the lobby, and he hands me this note and sits down. He says, don't open it until I leave. And we sat there for like 30 minutes, an hour, talking, no hint of anything. And then he walks off. I open up the letter, and he's breaking up with me. And I'm like, I didn't even realize that trigger was even there until that situation where he was laying in bed, DJ was laying in bed with me, sends me this article that he felt passionate about, you know, that that he disagreed with me on something. And this was an article that he felt expressed his feelings about this argument. And I'm like, why couldn't you just turn around to me and said, listen, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can, you know, I can't feel, I don't feel like I can express myself well. I'm sending you an article, you know, and I'm like, so I had to apologize after it took me three days to realize why it upset me so much. <laughs> Besides what I argued against the yes. whole thing, which I said it wasn't a big deal to me. That's fine. I, if, if it means that much to you, then definitely I will go that route. So it was one of those scenarios you have to go back and be willing, even if it's not directly involved with that uh, that disagreement. It needs to be, I didn't handle this well. Or, you know, and explain to your spouse where you're coming from. I think that's very important because they're not in your head and they don't know. And so, and the Lord will reveal to you, right. you need to apologize. This is not something that they deserved. You, they didn't deserve that blow up when really it deserved you know, a, a calm conversation. Right. Okay. So, uh, like I said, I don't know how I came up with these questions or anything, but the, there's questions that go along with this. <laughs> and we're going to go over them, and DJ has the option to opt out. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, this is probably going to lead to a part two session. Uh, <laughs> just due to time constraints, we try to keep our podcast on about 30 minutes okay okay so we'll we'll try to get one or two well let's just end up with the two verses that i ran across that kind of applied overall uh and then we'll go back the next one will be the questions okay well part two will be the questions yes uh matthew 12 25 knowing their thoughts he said to them now this is jesus every kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste and no city or house divided against itself will stand and yes, this is discussing something else, but that last sentence is very applicable to your home and to your marriage. A house divided against itself will uh, will not stand. Well, why do you think the family is attacked so often? Mm-hmm. You know, Satan knows it. If, well, marriage is an example of Christ and, exactly. and each of the Christian's relationship. And even in you know, you know, sociology, the basic unit of society at one point was called referred to the family. Mm-hmm. So if we disrupt that basic unit mm-hmm. now we can start the chain reaction of disrupting the rest of it mm-hmm. father's not standing up and husband's not standing up and, you know because being responsible being responsible and taking the lead and being the spiritual head of the household uh, taking financial responsibility financial responsibility and providing and, and so forth and that's biblical yes god will call the husband into account mm-hmm. and Satan knows this. Absolutely. And that's why he just, he's going, that's how he's getting into and destroying is that he's destroying, going after the husbands. He's disrupting that marital relationship between husband and wife. And it's, we're, we're unfortunately now, we are reaping what we have sown. Mm-hmm. 
what's been sown over the past decades. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't start with our generation. No, generation it did not start before. with our generation. It, it's been from from the day Adam and Eve. Yes, sinned. ever since they, it's been going down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, then there's Hebrews twelve fourteen and fifteen. Now this one is one that a sweet friend Brandy pointed out. She says uh, it starts with pursue or strive, whichever word you have in your translation, for peace with everyone and for the holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble by it, by its many, because it, by it many become defiled. Sorry about that. Um, so you're supposed to strive or pursue. You're not going to perfect it or be able to have peace with everyone, but with your spouse, you are to strive to be in peace with them. And the reason why is so that bitterness doesn't spring up in your family between the two of you and cause trouble. So I'll leave you with those two verses until next time. Until next time. So join us for part two. We thank you for joining us. And again, our email address is marriage, the number three, the letter M at gmail.com. And join us for part two next time as we get into the questions uh, in this second part of rules of engagement. Take care. God bless. And we'll see you next time.